Oh, it's Andy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1 WAJI here on a Wednesday before the upcoming Thanksgiving. No, Thanksgiving. Oh, that's the second time. I'm you know out. what I you think what? of it? No, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. You do the news. I don't want to do it. I, I feel real bad about myself right now. Feels like we just had Thanksgiving. It was a late Thanksgiving. No, no. And therefore, Christmas just came up real quick. Look, that was broadcasting at its worst, okay? <laughs> at its, at its dang worst. You tried to rationalize it. You don't need to save me from that. I'm starting okay. over. Ah, oh, it's Andy in the morning. There we go. Feels better. It's Magic 95.1 WAJI. Katie Law in studio. Getting set with what's trending with our news here in just a second. Here's what's trending with our news as we get ready to approach the Christmas holiday. Mm, you got it. Thanks. Nailed it. Thanks how I wove that in there. Here we go. It's like professional senioritis, you know? You know, that's what it feels like. All right, not so fast, y'all. On the $600 stimulus, President Trump wants us to have more. I kind of agree with him. I think $600 doesn't make or break most Americans. I mean, we'd all like it, but we're all Mm -hmm. like, I think I need more. And he wants that number to be increased to two grand. So he's not signing off on the COVID-19 relief bill just yet. And he's scheduled to get on a plane this afternoon and head to Florida to spend the Christmas holiday. That being said... So, what's Congress going to do? Well, Congress left on Monday to go mm-hmm. home because they signed this bill and they're like, we're done. It's going to get passed and our district's going to get $600 uh-huh. and it's all getting, well, not so fast. Zero dollars. Not so Zero. fast on that. Switching gears a little bit to the vaccine, some data came out from the Hoosier State down in Indy. 40,000 Hoosiers have already gotten the COVID-19 vaccine. So, of course, those are long-term care residents and frontline workers. I have an ER doctor cousin here in town. He got his last weekend. 50,000 more have appointments to be scheduled for early January. Where are Hoosiers in general with their tone on the vaccine? 57% of Hoosiers said that they would get the vaccine tomorrow if offered. 34% are not sure. And here's what I have to say about that 34%. More than likely, you're not in line tomorrow anyway. Right. You're going to get the time you want to figure things out, which is good. Speaking of vaccines, I did see this this morning. This is a little bit of a breaking news-ish. That Pfizer could be reaching a deal with the U.S. government as soon as this afternoon to announce 70 million more doses of the vaccine coming to America and not going overseas. If you didn't okay. know this, apparently when this first first round of shopping of this uh-huh. went around, America bought a little bit, but not all of it. And Pfizer's like, oh, okay, well, then we're going to sell it to Europe and Russia and wherever, wherever else needs it around the world. And then we were like, um, we need more. We kind of need we to need, stay We here. need more. Yeah. So that's where we are on that. That's a quick peek as to what's trending now with our Magic 95.1 news. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Katie Law is in studio. And I asked Katie today, I go, do you remember the first segment we did together on the radio? Because Katie and I have been working together off and on for, what, maybe six years? Yes. Yeah. You've been filling in or helping out with me when we have needed somebody or my previous uh, co-host, Nicole, was on maternity leave. So you and I have worked together for a long time. Well, I used to work in TV. So yes. I used to be in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And That's where we first met. We were gonna, We were going to anchor the news kind of together. <laughs> Yeah. We were going to do that. That lasted for like a week, that theory, and then uh-huh. it faded away. But that's when we met. That is when we met. And then Nicole, um, your old co-host, she was going on maternity leave with her first baby. Yep. And you needed a fill-in. And you were like, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna... And so we've been kind of off and on working together ever since. And mm-hmm. it came up, you're like, I think I remember the first segment we did. Now, I'm going to set it up here, y'all, but I forget how this pans out. I forget where you stand on this this issue. 
What do you call the end of bread in your house? You get a loaf of bread. There's first two slices on either end are called the what in your house? In our house, this just came up the other week because I offered the butt of the loaf to my son. And boy, did that get some giggles. I'm like, this is the butt of the bread. That's what it's called. 260-467-9500. Do you disagree? Yeah, because it's called the heel. It's called the heel of the bread. First of all, does anybody crave the (laughs) butter of the heel? I mean, it's like... It doesn't sound appetizing. (laughs) Taste-wise, it's not what you would go for. Usually, people throw it away. Yeah. My husband will eat a sandwich with both butts. Oh, you can't double butt. He double butts that sandwich. It doesn't taste as good. And he doesn't complain about it. No, no. Or I could toast that butt up and he will eat it. <laughs> I have always called it the heel of the bread and nobody wants it. When I would go in, growing up, we'd go out to eat that a waiter would, you know, bring you a loaf of bread to uh-huh. tie you over as an appetizer. Mm-hmm. Man, everyone avoided the, the heel of the bread loaf and we would make mom eat it and she would eat it at the time. It's, it's Andy in the morning high. What do you call it in your house? What do you call the end of a loaf of bread? Andy, I agree with you. My great-grandma raised us to call it the heel of the bread. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if it's just more societally polite, uh, because there's no way anybody eating a butt. You know, well, that's not, yes, <laughs> thank that you for the call. A, it's maybe not as appropriate <laughs> as a body part as the heel. <laughs> not that heel is all that craving, but right. uh, Andy in the morning high, what do you call it in your house? The end of a loaf of bread. It's called a heel. It's oh, called a heel. come on. It's called a heel. Uh, where was I raised? <laughs> was I raised amongst heathens? It's uh, Andy in the morning high. Are you team heel or team butt when talking about the end of bread? The butt. The yes. butt. Andy in the morning high. Good heel or butt chat. Talking about the ends of bread. What do you call it in your house? Butt. Butt. <gasps> we are in the lead. Yes. We have taken the lead. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Yes. Have a good morning. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Here's why it's confusing on butt. Okay. Butts are not butts are not hard, right? Typically butts are soft. You sit on a butt, right? Yes. It's cushy by definition. The end of a bread is a rock. It is a rock. Not the end of your foot, your heel is hard. It's thicker. Is it a heel or a butt? What do you call it? Andy in the morning high, go ahead. I call mine bird feed. I <laughs> oh! can't stand them, so I throw it away. I throw it away, <laughs> right? Bye. Bye. That's perfect. Yeah. It's uh, it's Andy in the morning. Hi, Magic 95. Go ahead. The end of bread is called what? Okay. So it is definitely the heel. Nobody has two butts. And you take the heel and you <laughs> slather it in butter and fry it. And it is the best thing on earth. And we fight over it in our house. Oh, oh. hang on. You, you fry the, 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 yes. the heel. Just oh. slather it. The one side in butter and fry it, and it is just melts in your mouth. Well, anything you slather in butter yeah, and, and then fry, you fry is going to be good. And I do just want to point out, we do have two butt cheeks. Yeah, but that's not what they're called. They're not called cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they should be. Hey, there you go. I maybe. Andy in the morning high. I love the hard-hitting food topic here of the ends of bread. Go ahead. Uh, it's definitely called a heel. At the dinner table, you're told not to talk about butts. Exactly. Nobody wants to hear about butts at the dinner table. That's right. It's a heel. Now, if I'm out at, like, Casa's where they have, like, French bread, yes. now that heel is a little different. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of eating, like, there's sandwich bread and then there's dipping bread, and they're worlds apart. They yeah. are worlds apart oh, different. Yep. All right. Thank you for the call. 
Hey, Andy, in the morning, Magic 95.1, Katie Law in studio. Thanks, as always, for joining us, making us a part of your morning routine. It means a lot to us. Get caught up anytime with the Andy in the Morning podcast. That's available on iTunes. Just type in Andy in the morning. So this time of year, you might see a number of your friends or relatives or social circle. Some people try to venture down to Florida, even if they just go down there, not necessarily to go to Disney, Maybe they just go down there because of the weather. They do an Airbnb. Mm -hmm. They feel comfortable. And this story always makes me laugh. It's usually around Christmas, sometimes into January, where the National Weather Service warns Floridians to be aware of falling iguanas. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where do they fall from? The trees. (laughs) Wait, are they they warning people who are traveling to Florida or people who actually... Locals. 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 Anyone around that you could be walking down the street and an iguana could fall from a tree on your face. How much does an iguana weigh? Do we know this? Well, what's happening? I mean, can it harm you? Yeah, sure can. I mean, it's anything I mean, falling on you, I guess, yeah, can harm you. Right. Yes. Uh, so here's what's happening. All right. So we have iguanas in trees. That's where sure. they sleep sometimes. Okay. Sometimes they sleep under trees, but whatever. They're up there. That's a fun and, fact. And they get cold temperatures are now moving into Florida that could fall into or below the 40s. And an iguana is apparently a cold-blooded animal or something like that. And so in order for it to survive, it just basically kind of stiffens up. Yeah. Its heart rate slows to almost zero. Like it almost hibernates in its own way. And then when it does that and its body does that, uh-huh. it just falls from the tree and lands on you or hoods of cars. Oh, yes. Or things like that. So it's yes. anyway, iguana. Here, here, you don't need me to explain it. Here you go. Here's a local newscaster. Oh, boy. The National Weather Service says the cold weather expected on Christmas Day could cause iguanas to fall from trees, bushes, and porches. It's a phenomenon that happens when it gets cold. The creatures that rely on the sun for energy, they get stiff and lethargic, and they can lose their grip on the trees where they live. They don't go on to tell you, you know what? So if iguana falls in your yard in Florida or on your car or something mm-hmm. like that, you need to not assume it's dead. Like, don't just like pick it up and put it in the trash can. That's not great. And don't, yeah. in fact, don't touch it at all. Wait for it to warm back up. It'll, it'll thaw and run away. Can't, will they bite you? Uh, well, here you go. You're not really supposed to mess with them, even though they're sort of laying there, they, they look get aggressive. In. Because if they wake up and you're messing with them, they can get aggressive because they're threatened. Yeah. They'll, sure. They'll numchuck you. Be like, oh, Andy, how'd you hurt your shoulder? Uh, and a lethargic iguana <laughs> fell on me. <laughs> no one's going to believe that. You know what? So here's the thing. You ever been to Florida? Obviously, you have. Here's my thing. I don't know that I love Florida. A lot of people want to retire to Florida, and maybe you want to retire there because of the weather and no state income tax, which is great. Florida isn't my pick. Every time I go to Florida, the grass is really thick. It's that Bermuda blade of grass. Uh That freaks me out, okay? Each blade of grass is an inch thick. Not interested in that. (laughs) I go down there. There's iguanas and alligators. No thanks. Every time I see the bugs in there, I don't know if it's the greenhouse effect or the humidity. That's the biggest beetles I've ever seen. You are so right. I go down there. I'm like, where am I? Yes. So big. Central Florida. I mean, there's no beaches there. It's just <laughs> humid and it's lizardy. Swampy. No, thank you. Yeah. Sandy in the morning. National Weather Service warning those in Florida of iguanas <laughs> falling out of trees. Sandy in the morning. It's Magic 95.1. Katie Law is in studio. So yesterday I was walking around, it was a little chilly out, and uh, can I just say this? I don't mean for this to be controversial, just my observation. I am mad I haven't been wearing a mask most of my life. 
know. It's such a nice little extra layer. First of all, it protects my face this time of year. Yes. It does a much better job than scarves. I can easily put it in my pocket. Uh-huh. Other times I was doing scarves or wraps. It didn't work. All it did is look like decoration, but it didn't keep my face warm. And here's the other thing. Here's the little tiddly bit that I think is interesting. I usually get sick two or three times a year. I haven't been sick at all this year. Uh-huh. I'm like, you know what I've been missing <laughs> in my entire life? Masks. I don't think we're going to see the mask trend leave during the winter months because people are realizing it protects you from things like the flu. I mean, yes, we're wearing it for COVID, but yeah, colds, flu, germs in general. I'm going to go ahead and fast forward two years. Everybody's got inoculated and we're all good and we're going back to whatever. I'm telling you, I might be the guy who still wears a mask in the winter. I'm, I'm wondering if others will come with me. I will be with you. I think we will still see them being worn. And I think it will be accepted as well. Call me nuts. You might hate them. You might think they're irritating. I get it. I totally do. I don't want to have a full-length conversation with a mask on. I don't want to wear it all the time. But when I'm outside and I'm shoveling Mm -hmm. or I'm outside on a walk of the dog, now my nose and my mouth thank me for the rest of my life. I'll probably keep it on as I'm grocery shopping. If I'm walking in a busy store, I will probably, and it's winter, and you might do and it. flu season, I will probably keep that mask on. And I would say 50% of the people will be wearing their I'm, masks as well. I'm wondering if they will ever go away. I guess that's what I'm saying is our, I think there's certain part of people, maybe I'm it. Because I've never mm-hmm. been healthier. I usually battle a sniffle, a sore throat, a sinus infection. I haven't had any of that stuff. I think we'll see. We won't see them on people's rearview mirrors anymore. <laughs> but, <laughs> or maybe we will. Maybe, maybe you will. Maybe you never know. <laughs> I know. I find that, So that to me is the trend. I, I'm, I'm making a little bit. I know some people have some strong opinions about it. What did somebody describe to me once about masks? They're like, it infringes on my freedom. I'm like, but when you go into places, they still require you to wear pants. It's the same sort of thing. You can't waltz into places naked. There are rules in this world. I'm kind of in that camp as well. And also going back to protection from the cold. I mean, no one likes that feeling of the cold biting your face off. That's the worst. And so now I'm we like, we have a solution yeah, to that. I'm like, where have you been my entire life? I didn't like you at first. Mm-hmm. I was uncomfortable with you, but now my face is getting used to you. Oh yeah. See what's going on in Hollywood with our showbiz news. George Clooney has a new movie out today. It's called, what, like Midnight Sky or something like that? I don't mm-hmm. know. Doesn't matter. It's getting mixed bad reviews on on the Netflix. Oh. All right. Kind of Rotten Tomatoes gives it kind of a bad, bad review. And the uh, thing that I find most interesting about it, it's called, by the way, The Midnight Sky, is it's sort of about being isolated and not communicating and trying to be able to be alone, which is very timely given the pandemic. But it's not what, I don't know that that's what people need right now. No, I think that we are living that movie. Yeah. We don't need to watch it take place in Antarctica. We just don't. Here's George talking about the timeliness of his movie with the pandemic. After we wrapped, the pandemic hit. And it became clear and clearer as I was editing that the, the real heart of this story is that it's our inability to communicate with one another. And it's our inability to be next to each other. And us doing an interview from here instead of shaking your hand and saying hi. 
I will tell you, I'll still probably watch it, though. It's a long holiday weekend, yes. and I can only watch Polar Express with my children so many times. <laughs> I love it. I love that moment every year. I just don't need that yes. moment 50 times. Yes, yes, yes. Speaking of new movies, Coming to America 2, the sequel to the 1988 Eddie Murphy, Arsenio Hall comedy Coming to America, is finally here. You can see the trailer for it, and it also has a debut date on Amazon Prime on March 5th. March 5th. You get the sequel to that movie again, not in theaters. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that one justice. It's one of those movies they probably just should have let it lie. Let it let it, let it we, breathe. Yeah, I mean it's from the '80s. It's just going to be a completely different look. People are going to expect one thing, and it's just not. I don't know. I'll be surprised if it delivers. The finale to last night on The Bachelorette, Tasha's season. I'm not going to spoil anything. If it's sitting on a DVR or you want to watch it on Hulu later, I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm just reminding you that that took place. I do believe that she did pick a winner. Now, what I won't tell you is if he said yes and if he proposed or not. So know that that's out there. Tasha, I like. I didn't watch this season, and I haven't watched the last few seasons, and I'm really considering watching The Bachelor coming up in January. I think I'm going to jump back on the bandwagon. I do like The Bachelor more than The Bachelor. I don't know what it is. There's something about how evil and catty women are. When guys are on The Bachelorette, they just start like grunting. There's a lot of like wall punching and a lot of meathead sort of stuff. Yeah. And I'm always like, huh? I do kind of like watching men fight over a woman, but... They just, they uh, they go and lift weights like a prison yard. And I'm like, what is happening here? That doesn't happen in real life. I get broken up with. I'm not like, you know what? 50 burpees for me. (laughs) And that's what happens. And I'm like, why is is that? Okay. Uh, And then finally, YouTube teamed up with Forbes to announce their highest earners on YouTube. No shock, this kid continues to deliver. I think he started when he was five, and he's nine now. It's Ryan from Ryan's World. He was making $20 million a year, and the the pandemic didn't stop him. Everybody's at home streaming his terrible videos. He made $30 million this year. That's what's happening in Hollywood. Making mornings fun again. Andy in the morning on Magic 95.1.